Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 34. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. As always, bringing you another fine episode of the Adamantium Podcast. And very exciting stuff. We are almost approaching our one-year anniversary. Heading into season number two, we got about a handful of episodes left in this season. And as always, can't wait to share them with you guys. Before we head into this episode, I've got to give a quick recognition to one of the greatest creators of all time, Stan Lee, the creator of Marvel Comics. And normally I don't always do something like this, but if it wasn't for Stan Lee, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd probably still have the podcast, but it would it would not be named the Adamantium Podcast. And I can't remember if, if I explained it in the first episode or, or any of the episodes where the name came from. And it really has developed into a stem of myself and, and, and like a nickname for myself. But the Adamantium originally is a reference to uh, a Stan Lee creation, which is uh, from the Wolverine comics and the X-Men comics. And Adamantium is the, name, is the name of the fictitious metal that is inside Wolverine that makes him invincible. And as, a, as a, a youth, I guess I thought it was really awesome because I always assumed the atom part of adamantium was spelled A-T-O-M, like, a, like in science, <laughs> like protons, electrons, atoms. But it's not. It's spelled A-D-A-M, uh, like my name, like the first man. And uh, I thought that was really awesome. So it started with that, and then it kind of just became a symbolism for, you know, kind of uh, internal strength. And, you know, being almost like positivity to the idea to be able to do and accomplish whatever you set out to do. So thank you very much to Stan Lee for that inspiration. And may you rest in peace, brother. So moving on to this week's episode, I was going to say let's move on to something more positive. But we've actually got the lead singer of an emo band on uh, on the podcast. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. I think you need to appreciate everyone's got sadness in their life. And I think you need to appreciate that sadness uh, in order to appreciate the happiness. But that's a whole other podcast on its own. We've got Derek Sanders, lead singer of Mayday Parade, on this week's episode. Really excited to share it with you guys. Awesome band, so much fun. Uh, and Derek's a really nice dude. Mayday Parade are currently touring for their latest album, Sunnyland. Uh, and Derek and I met at the Phoenix Concert Theater in the afternoon before their, their show there. And uh, we had a nice little conversation. Thank you again, Derek, for taking the time out of your day. So again, if you're a listener of this podcast and maybe you're not aware of Too Much Mayday Parade music, what we do on this podcast is always provide five songs recommended by myself for you to check out either before or after the interview uh, so you can get a sense of the band and the musician. So here are five songs by Mayday Parade recommended to you by the Adamantium Podcast. The first is When You See My Friends. The second is called Ghosts. The third is called Hold On To Me. The fourth is called Letting Go. And the fifth song I'm going to recommend is from their new album, Sunnyland. It's called It's Hard to Be Religious When Certain People Are Never Incinerated by Bolts of Lightning. It's a bit of a mouthful, but great song. And before we get into the podcast, quick little plug. If you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or Apple Music, please hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a review. Also, follow us on social media. You can search for The Adamantium on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Also, we're in the holiday season, Christmas is coming up, Hanukkah has already started. If you or your friends are a fan of the Adamantium podcast, why not get yourself or them some Adamantium swag? So you can find t-shirts on our store, which is located right on our website, theadamantium.com. All right, all right, that is enough self-promotion for now. So 
Let's get into this week's episode. Everybody, please enjoy episode number 34 featuring Derek Sanders of Mayday Parade right here on the Adamantium Podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Derek from Mayday Parade. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for doing our podcast. Anytime. Happy really to be here. Really yeah. appreciate it. You're in Toronto. We just mentioned you're in Toronto for a second time this year. Uh, second time this year, yeah. yeah. But overall, a, lo- a number of... You've been yeah. to this venue even, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, for sure. Do you have any uh, any specific memories or fun memories of the city? or? Oh, well, I mean, gosh, it's tough to say. I mean, I, I feel like the the first time we came here gosh where did we play it's been so i mean it's it's been like 12 years Mm -hmm. i think like since the or maybe not quite that about 11 we've been a band for 13 years maybe about 11 years ago the first time we came here was was with all-time low uh in the main and every avenue and just um it was a killer show and it's always fun to come up here for warp tour um these are always some of like the best shows uh, of a of a tour, it's we're a, good. We're a good music city tour. Yeah, right. I, yeah. Find, I mean, I'm biased, but yeah. Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's true, and um, I don't know. It's really cool. Like it's this is just the one we crossed over last night, and we're crossing back to the states tonight. This is the only so, Canadian date. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just a quick little run up, you know. But it's but it's cool. It's you know, it's worth doing, and even with the kind of hassle of getting over the border and everything, and. Um, which isn't really that bad. It's just you know, uh, so you guys, inconvenient. But uh, yeah, yeah. You guys had the opportunity to vote then yesterday. Then right. Yeah. Well, I, I had to. I was wondering I did, that because if you're coming from Montreal or something. Then. Right. Yeah. Well, I I I'm living in Florida, so I had to do an absentee ballot. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, did that, and then unfortunately, uh, Florida uh, didn't. Uh, go the way I, I had hoped, to. but but a lot of a lot of good things happened. Uh, and actually, a good friend of mine, uh, who I've known for like half of my life, was elected uh, city commissioner of really? Tallahassee, and that's that was a really Very cool, cool. Uh, thing. Yeah, Jeremy Matlow, and they're phasing out uh, uh, greyhound racing, dog racing. Florida is one of the only states where that's still legal, uh, and it was voted to phase that out, which I think is great. Um, really? And uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Very um, cool. Did you hear this? Um I keep reading on, on National Geographic keeps posting about they just opened like ivory trade again. In in China, uh, in China right. Yeah. yeah I know. Just like like it seems like such a step in, in the wrong direction. In, like not yeah. just a step, like a yeah. mammoth leap in the wrong right. direction. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like it just seems idiotic at this point. Anyways, but uh, right. yeah. it's not necessarily what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole podcast on its own. Right, yeah. Um so what what are what are some of your other favorite cities or venues to, to play? What are like the the must hit places on a tour? Right, like Mayday well, Parade tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, coming up in just uh, I think day after tomorrow, I believe we'll be in Sayreville, New Jersey, and that is uh, historically for us always the best show okay. of of any tour uh, that we that we do. Um, it's just uh, it, it it may have started from the you know the song Jersey, which is one of our early songs and. Jersey's always been kind of a strong market. And then, um, yeah, it's just like we've played that venue, I don't know how many times, at least like eight or nine times. And mm-hmm. it's always just the most insane energy and people just singing so loud and yeah. just always the best show of the tour. Is that, I noticed there was a place on your tour that you guys are doing something like seven shows 
or something. In, it's in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There was, is that where, where that is? Well, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's the, uh, yeah, I, I, we're only playing there once on this tour, okay. um, but uh, but we maybe it's that we've played there seven times or eight maybe times. That's or, or, maybe yeah. that's what it was. I saw it was like seven sold out nights or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always the best. and then really a lot of that kind of like the Northeast, uh, you know, kind of area in general. Like mm-hmm. like Boston's always great. Philly's always great. New York's always great. Um, so it's kind of like in just that whole kind of area. I feel like maybe it's like our kind of bands just do really well there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whatever. And even better, you know, we're from Florida. And um, we started this tour in Tallahassee. And it was a really great show. And, and Orlando will be really cool, too. But the, the Northeast is like the the best market for us, really. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Mm-hmm. You guys, uh, I read a statistic somewhere that I think it was like in 2010, mm-hmm. Songkick logged you guys as like the hardest working band yeah. of the year. Right. Doing something like 190-something dates. Right. And mm-hmm. were you guys aware of this beforehand or were you kind of like whoa that's like when the, when that came up yeah honestly that was a surprise we had no idea and it was what's strange about it is that I remember we all talked about it at the time is that we felt like that wasn't even our like you hit your he- max well that wasn't even like our heaviest year of touring like I, I, I think in 2007 mm-hmm. was was probably that's the longest in 2007 there was a stretch of uh, I don't want to get i, I been a while since I thought about it. I'm pretty sure it's seven months uh, of, of, of straight touring with, with no time off. So it was straight from like a two-month U.S. tour into Warp Tour into our first international. We did Japan and Australia, back to a U.S. tour, went to the U.K. for the first time. And all of this was just mm-hmm. straight one thing into the next. And that's uh, by far the longest uh, stretch of... I mean, there was some other touring in that year as well. So I... I so yeah, it was just kind of strange to us that we were like, yeah, oh, guys, that's you know that's weird. You guys had yeah. topped like Lady Gaga and stuff like yeah, that. And it was, yeah, yeah, pretty interesting. But that's yeah, we were very. That's such a cool you know thing, and we were very proud of that. And because uh, we yeah, we've all, we we've, we always try and stay busy and 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 just that's been kind of the goal from literally when we the day we started this band was like to you know just push as hard as we can to mm-hmm. just make this happen and to stay kind of put everything else aside and really focus on doing this you know and yeah. how do you how do you deal with like the like the gruelingness of, of touring and mm-hmm. day in and day out all, all the time on the bus and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's five of you I'm sure some of you got to get sick at some point and <laughs> yeah I mean there's all kinds of I mean the, the I guess the really what's you know these days it's a lot easier like I mean we've been in a we've been touring in a bus for for a long time and it was those first like early the first probably like 3 or 4 years of the band when we were touring mm-hmm. in a van um that's much more uh just you know difficult and uncomfortable and and uh when you're physically the one you know, driving and getting very little sleep and staying in people's houses or sleeping in the van. Um, those are the years where it's really kind of like taxing and really difficult, but it's also like some of the most fun touring was, was those early years of it just cause you're experiencing all this for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're going to places for the first time and, and you're, and you, you know, uh, like we pretty much sleep on the bus while it, while it drives. So you're not like you wake up and you're at, you're at the city, city that, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so you don't like see all of the, you know, the road and the, the countryside in between and everything. And, um, so, you know, honestly it's, uh, there's, it, it gets tough. There's things that are tough always and yeah, people get sick and things happen, but like, 
it's it's pretty easy and you know our our, our lives are we have you know full crew and everything and they're, they're mm. the best crew everyone does a wonderful job and they really make our lives super easy um and so it's just the the most difficult thing really is just being uh gone from you know i have my wife and kids at home right. you know being so it's, away it's from the family yeah, yeah so being away from family and stuff is for long periods of time is tough but that's really the most difficult part of it other than that we really do have a lot of fun mm-hmm. on the road and, and playing shows every night is is always so much fun there's never a show that i don't just have a great time um and so it's you know we just we feel like we're just lucky to still yeah, be able to do it, it is. Yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um do you ever get to explore the cities you're in much or yeah i mean it really kind of it depends a lot, you know, um, but uh, yeah, certainly in the in those early years when we were in a van, there was a lot of like, I mean, it was really like there was not much else we had that we were able to do. And then we had the van to be able to drive around. Drive and around. now it's like you get there and the bus is there and can't drive the bus, you know, so you're kind of just in this pocket of like wherever you can walk to or of course now you can Uber and stuff. And actually on this tour, we've been doing a lot of the uh, the, the electric scooters, the birds. Okay. And I don't yeah, think you yeah. guys have those we here. Have but the, here yeah. Yet, but. Yeah, they have those in like, you know, I'd say like half of the cities that we've been to uh, in the U.S. Um, there's those scooters, and that's really kind of changed the game because now if there's somewhere that's like two miles away that maybe you wouldn't have gone and checked out before, you can just you know zip on one of those over there, and it's super mm-hmm. easy and convenient. And um, but yeah, it kind of depends on the day. And some days I don't do much of anything, and some days I try and get out and explore. <laughs> and, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of depends, but, you know, and it also depends on the, like, you know, Alex, our guitar player, Alex is a, he wakes up early every day, he works out, he, he goes, he rides his bike and he, and he'll go to museums and he goes and, you know, he's, he's kind of out there doing it every day. Um, and so this kind of, kind of depends on the person a little bit too, you know? Yeah. I noticed that you guys were handing out, or not handing, but you were hiding meet and greet passes right throughout yeah. each different city uh-huh i think you would have to kind of know the city decently to know a good spot yeah. to right place those yeah 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 uh-huh did, did you get to do that in toronto you know um there's like three people who are kind of in charge of that okay and i don't really deal with okay, it too much so we'll find out yeah later, I guess. I'm, I'm sure they did i'm sure they they have them somewhere mm-hmm. um but uh because they, they do them every day um but i'm always yeah the only thing I do is I, I sometimes I'll see people that are there like super early, yeah, and they're like, "We're here, like we're, we really want to find, you know, the passes." So sometimes I'll like tell. Do they always get found? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe so. I um I don't think there's been a day yet that I haven't because there's like specific like two passes that are different from the ones that everyone else right. get. Okay. I feel like I always see the two people that that have them. Found them. Um and uh, so yeah, a lot of times if some like I'll I'll, I'll try I'll be like, hey, you should give to these folks because they've been here like all day yeah, like you okay, know and yeah. so that's really the only involvement I'll ever usually have with it but yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Warp Tour uh, earlier mm-hmm. which uh, was something I want to talk about because this year was obviously pretty important it was the, the end of Warp Tour yeah final yeah. tour um, which I'm sure kind of meant a lot to you guys you got to be a part of it and does that kind of feel like an end of a chapter for you guys as well I mean you guys have been a part of it yeah your whole <coughs> career Absolutely. I mean, it, it really does. It's it's actually um, it's really sad. It's and it's kind of scary. I mean, like I feel like Warp Tour is just it's such an important thing to I mean this scene as a whole, but 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 certainly to to our band. And I mean, yeah, we we kind of got our start on Warp Tour. You know, sell, following Warp Tour and selling CDs, and then 
you know, playing it the following year on a small stage and then kind of like working our way up each year and then playing the main stage a couple times. And so we've kind of gone from like the very, you know, bottom of it to the top of it. And um, it's just such a huge opportunity for anyone who does it. Um, and we always, I feel like we always make a lot of new fans right. on Warped Tour because we, we do a lot of headlining. We don't really support a lot. We don't do a lot of support mm-hmm. tours. We, we'd love to. It just doesn't really work out. Um, and so, and headlining is great, um, but you're not really like reaching a lot of a new, new people audience, necessarily. Yeah. And yeah, and Warp Tour was always, I felt like, the opportunity to, you're playing in front of these massive crowds and, you know, a lot of people know who you are, but a lot of folks might just be there walking by or waiting for another band mm-hmm. or maybe they've heard of you guys but haven't watched you or whatever, but you feel like... It's an opportunity as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah after every Warp Tour, like on like a, this tour, you know, every Warp Tour we'll do, we'll do like a, a fall tour a few months later and I always meet so many people who are like, yeah, I saw you guys on Warp Tour and, you know, now right. here I am, you know, and so uh, it's just, yeah, it's a very important thing um, for our band. So, We'll see how it all goes. I know that there's, um, you know, there will be all kinds of things this next summer that. Uh, I was gonna say, do you think of, something will kind of not replace Warp Tour, but kind of, yeah, substitute in for what Warp Tour was? I mean, I think it'll probably end up being like. Uh, I don't think anything will be as like ambitious or as large right. as as Warp Tour. You know, the, the scale of it. But I think there'll Maybe be a, a bunch of like kind of small yeah. things that sort of try and emulate it to some some degree or another, and. Uh, um, but yeah, we'll see, you know, it, it does seem like kind of a large blow to this whole, you know, community or genre or scene or whatever, but, um, you know, what can you do, you know? Yeah. I'm not even sure. Do you know exactly why it, they decided to finish it or? I don't really know, uh, the like, you know, you, you hear all these different, like, right, right. you know, bits and pieces and like rumors or whatever. And I don't know, I kind of get the feeling that Kevin was just kind of like, you know, he'd been doing it for, he's, he was out there every summer for uh, 25, 20, however long it was, 26 years or plus or whatever it was. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe he just felt like it was time to, and, and I, I think he was maybe worried about, uh, like passing it on to someone, to someone else, else and then seeing it like just kind of get run into the ground right. or whatever. And just, um, so yeah, who knows really, but I just no, kind of feel like maybe it was just, you know, time and. And hopefully they'll at least still, again, you know, these are all rumors, you know, but that uh, they'll, it'll still be around in some capacity and maybe like just a festival, like maybe two or three, like the East Coast, West Coast, maybe a middle like America a kind of thing. Type of, right. Yeah. 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 So I hope that it, at the very least that it's something like that. And then I still kind of have hopes that in a couple of years, maybe in like three years or five they'll years. Have to come back. But yeah. They'll be like, oh, we're going to do a reunion. Right. Uh, yeah. Warp tour kind of thing. And um who knows? Yeah, we'll see. But I'd, I'd love to be a part of it um, if, if we're able to, no matter what it does. Yeah. Before you played Warp Tour as a, a youth, did you go to a bunch of Warp Tours? I did. Well, I, I, I went to two Warp Tours um, when I was, uh, I guess when I was, when I was 15 and when I was 16, I went, I think it was 2002 and 2003. Uh, and was I mean just totally blown away by it. I I I'd never been to anything like that. I've been to a lot of like local um Tallahassee shows. I mean, you know Tallahassee's like kind of a you know smaller uh city or you know mid-sized city and so there weren't a lot of like huge bands that would come through. There's a lot of bands that we really liked and looked up to that come to and so we'd go to a lot of shows but I'd never been to anything close to that, you know, size and um, that many bands and people I discovered a lot of new bands while I was there and saw so many great bands and it just really kind of like at the time we were already playing music and you know other bands and stuff and and uh, 
Um, but and, and knew that it was something that we wanted to do. But going to Warped Tour really kind of like cemented that like we have to do this, right. you know. Uh, and then 2004 Warped Tour. Uh, 2004 is when I graduated high school uh, with Brooks. And I was 17, and we went out. We were in a band before Mayday Parade called Defining Moment, and we did our first tour. It was like two weeks after we graduated high school. Um, and so we were gone on tour that summer when 2004 Warp Tour came around. And then we followed Warp Tour in 2005 with Defining Moment. Mm. And, then we, and then that band broke up, and we started Mayday Parade, and we followed Warp Tour with Mayday Parade. 2006, and we played it 2007, 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014, 2016, <laughs> and then 2018. So yeah. it's a it's a lot of a lot of warp tours. You got a lot sure. of a lot of good memories, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I sorry I meant to to open with saying congratulations on you guys released a new album this year. Sunday yeah. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I had a listen a couple of listens through it, and uh, it's fantastic. Well, thank um, you. And um, but one one thing I kind of thought thought about um because i'm around the same age as you guys mm-hmm. is you know when you guys started you were writing music in your early 20s mm-hmm. now you guys are writing music in your early 30s mm-hmm. how has kind of made a parade changed over the years on maybe the content and what you guys write about right yeah well <clears throat> i don't know i mean it, I guess like the overall idea of it is still a lot the same you okay. know obviously we've all you know grown a lot as as people and as musicians and as a band together um but really a lot of the idea of it is still kind of the same and uh, to to some aspect it's um it's weird because like you know and you're right whenever we we started made a parade i was 19 years old right. and and in and you know in a lot of those early years there were like a lot of these big breakups that i went through and you know people went through and that had a lot to do with like the music and everything, and then now, of course, you know, I've you guys I've, got families. Yeah, like we have saying, families yeah. and everything, and it's not. And, and I'm, you know, uh, we're all like pretty like happy people, and we still write like pretty sad songs, you know. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about that. It's what's weird is it gets. It's a lot. It's it's hard to write, at least for me and for us. It's hard to write a happy song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much easier to write a sad song than it is to write a, ha- a happy song. And um, and even though I feel like I. Um, I'm a pretty like you know happy, optimistic person. Um, I still feel like like writing is kind of like almost a way of like just venting or le- or like mm-hmm. a, um, it's almost like therapeutic, you know. Right. Like it's like a a way of like kind of putting any of that like negative or sad stuff into something and and letting it go, kind of, you know. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like a lot of the subjects of it have maybe changed, but it's still kind of the same idea. One of the big things that's changed is that it's more of a collaborative effort. Um, it used to be just like one or two of us, like me and like one other guy, like writing the majority of the, the music of the songs or whatever. And now it's it's a much more everyone contributes, everyone writes songs. Um, I think that's one of the things that's really cool about it um, and makes it even more kind of diverse, you know. Um, but other than that, you know, like I still feel like, you know, we, the five of us just love playing music. We love touring. We love, uh, playing shows and, uh, it's still what we're kind of here to do. And, um, uh, you know, other than like the little details of it, it's all kind of the same big picture, right. you know? And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, cause I, I mean, made me think of it because I was, I was listening to an interview with Corey Taylor from Slipknot once. Mm-hmm. And they were saying they were getting, or someone was saying they were getting flack from their 
some of their fans because their music was like less heavy or less angry. Right. And they said, well, we're all pretty happy guys now. So right. it's kind of, they're like, it's harder to write right. angry music when you're not angry. Right. Yeah. So it's an interesting, or, or sometimes I think about it when I listen to Blink-182, how are 40-year-old men right. singing songs about being 23? You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but that is again, very kind of, uh, more of like a, their subject matter is a little more minute than sure than yeah. necessarily Mayday parades. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys have been doing kind of weekly updates on your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, which have kind of been a lot of fun. I watched yeah. a few of them today before before mm-hmm. coming. Um, what have been some of the kind of the most fun moments you guys have had on this tour and doing those? Yeah, well, let's see. Um, Halloween was a lot of fun. Um, just kind of the whole. It, it, usually it's a very stressful time. Halloween, we don't yeah. like we don't like argue about a lot of things, but we we always have a hard time like putting together Halloween stuff. But that actually ended up being pretty cool the way it all worked out. And um, yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, and then we 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 typically do uh, on every tour we'll do three pizza parties. We okay. do a, we do a pizza party at the beginning of a tour and in the middle of a tour and at the end yeah, of the tour. Okay. Um, we're I think we're gonna do a pizza party day after tomorrow in Sayreville. We did one early in the tour. That's always like a fun, like, just kind of all the bands, all the crew, okay. everybody, especially like, you know, at the beginning, whenever you, there's a lot of new people that you don't know yet. And just kind of like, um, just kicking off like the vibes of like, we're all here to just hang and have mm-hmm. a good time. And, and I, you know, I do enjoy like hanging with all the other bands and stuff and trying to make them feel, you know, comfortable and at home. And, um, so that was really cool. Um, we've been playing a lot of Resistance. Resistance is a is a card game that we. Uh, um, it's kind of similar to Werewolf, if 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 anyone knows what that is. But yeah, I, I'm uh, maybe, I've actually played Resistance. Oh, cool, at my cool. House, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do we do that on the bus a lot. We're like we're not near. We don't like. I mean, there's still like um, you know party nights or whatever and, and that kind of vibe. But like we don't. Uh, party as hard as we, mm-hmm. as we use. I mean, I guess it's, you know, we're, we're all in our you know, 30s now, right. so we're not going to... But gonna, it looks like you guys saw yeah. a lot. I mean, I saw the, the golf night and yeah, one, of my favorites, yeah. one of my favorites was the... Uh, the away playing the Oasis through the hotel. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big Oasis guy, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's funny. I feel like you probably... Yeah, like, I... It's, for, it's all, like, when I try and, like... Cause people ask, it'd be like, you know, what's some of the coolest things that happen to, and it's all it's always such kind of like a blur you right, know yeah, like it's, it's hard to like it's one of those things that you probably later are like oh yeah that was good probably should have said that right <laughs> right yeah 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 but we really you know we do have fun every every single day and um it's rare that anyone's in a bad mood like everyone's in, including like crew and everybody is like it's all a really feel like well put together you know machine and everyone does a great job and stays happy and optimistic and usually everyone's in a good mood and we just have a good time and every day really is kind of a blast you know so yeah how how did you guys end up agreeing on the skeleton costumes um well that's uh cabbage our, our bass player his name's jeremy but everyone calls him cabbage uh it was his idea but that was like because we kind of tried to plan it out a little early usually a lot of times we'll wait till like the day before Halloween right. and then we're like what are we going to do and then there's like no costumes left anywhere and then we're all yeah. like fighting over you know what, what we're going to agree Huge, on whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of like we tried to set it up we tried to plan it out ahead of time we wanted to do something that would work well with the set 
because you know we have like the trees on mm-hmm. stage and stuff and so when cabbage Did you get that robotic the, mike myers that i saw in the video i wish oh. but uh <laughs> yeah yeah that would have been really awesome but now we well actually kurt our, our lighting guy our production guy he, more awesome if it was austin powers mike myers there you go <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah um, but he, reference there. he he did a bunch. He bought he bought a bunch of uh, uh, like decorations and stuff, and did like a whole like kind of stage setup kind of thing with some creepy whatever kind of stuff. Um, and then we yeah, we thought the skeletons was one. It's just okay. It's, it's pretty easy to do. It's uniform where we're all the same. Yeah. Um, and and it works well with the the set, the trees, and everything, and just kind of. You know, so that's kind of where that came from. A lot of times, like we'll pick, like uh, like we were like you know Batman characters one year, or we were like the village okay, people right. one year, or whatever. And then what happens is you'll go like we'll agree to do that, and then we'll go to like a costume store or whatever. And then someone like finds like oh I have this like this one out like this is sick like this will be yeah. great. But then someone else is like well there's Can't not really anything yeah. here for what I'm trying to do. So like mine kind of sucks, but yours is really cool and like we're like skeletons is like we're all the same. It's right. all across the board like nice and easy for everyone. Was, yeah. was there much face paint remaining by the end of the show or? It was yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> gross man. I, and there wasn't a shower at that venue, so oh, it was no. just kind of like in the sink <laughs> just trying to wash all that off. But uh, oh, no, yeah, that stuff's always super hard to get off too. It's yeah. always the next day you probably still have right. like a dark yeah. Spot. Absolutely. Um, I noticed, or actually, sorry, there was, um, there's an album coming out on Friday um, called Songs That Saved My Life. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like punk covers of songs that people thought. So I was curious, what, if you were guys, if you personally were on that album, what would be a song or a couple songs that you would think you would choose? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you a second. What's interesting, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I'm, but I, but I'm pretty sure we've been approached for they're doing like another a second oh, okay. yeah. one of those, and I think that we might do it. Um, and so I have been thinking about about that. And um, you know, it's really tough to say. There's there's a there's a handful I could think of. Certainly, um, one of them would be uh, it'd be. Further Seems Forever off of the album The Moon Is Down probably New Year's Project would be the song Um, and that's just a a band and an album that you know like I and you know I, I had a relatively easy uh like middle school and high school I wasn't like I mean I was a pretty nerdy kid and I was like you know, bullied a little bit, but I, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. I didn't go through anything like you know nearly as traumatic as what some people you know have gone through. Um, but 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 anyway, but that band for the Sims Forever and really a handful of I mean, bands. I don't at that think time. you need to necessarily be bullied. Right. To, I mean, you have well, sad sure. days and it's songs yeah. that pick you up. You it, know? It, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but that um, that band and that album just kind of like um, kind of turned me on to this whole kind of scene. Like it was that was one of the first. It was for the Sims Forever and like uh, Juliana Theory and uh, Jimmy Eat World and those were some of the first. Because before that, I was really into like a lot of like '90s rock, alternative rock, mm-hmm. and like Metallica yeah, was like yeah. one of my favorite bands. And um, as they should be. And, right, right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then and then I kind of started getting into like you know emo, I guess basically, right? right? Yeah. And 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 for the Sims Forever, the Moon Is Down was like just that album like at the right album at the right time that I just like fell in love with and really kind of got me into all this and then like and yeah you know as people you know it was like one of those where you just can relate to so much of it and it's just very helpful to 
I don't know, just feel like you're not alone in going through, you know, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, so I, I, it'd be one of, you know, maybe one of those songs or maybe a Jimmy Eat World song or I, I don't know exactly, uh, but, uh, something like that for sure. One of those like first, like early, you know, emo bands that I got into, um, saves the day, newfound glory, anything, something like that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the, the emo genre mm-hmm. and that was very much a product of the time like I was in high school, which is probably around right. the same time you were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the genre is kind of, I, maybe, I, maybe I don't know cause I'm not in school anymore, but mm-hmm. has the, has the emo genre, is it still the same as kind of like when we were that age? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's changed a little bit. Right. Since then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people I don't necessarily call it emo anymore. I right. Yeah. 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 I don't really know, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it, yeah, it's just, it's very, it, it certainly has changed a lot. It also, um, and not that any of this is bad, but I feel no. like it became, like when I was in high school, we had like, it was like our small group of friends who, uh, we would like, they didn't have skinny jeans back right. then for guys. Mm-hmm. We had to buy girls jeans. Like we used to go and literally like try and people would look at us like we're crazy asking to try on like girls jeans to wear tight jeans and we'd wear like and and people would you know make fun of us at school like what are these guys doing wearing girls you know but then it became like the popular thing and then like places started making skinny jeans for guys and then like even you know like like black hair dye or like just any of those things that like it was more of like the sort of outcast kind of thing to do. So now it's just and, more normal. And yeah, now, yeah. and now it's like more of a normal, normal youth yeah. kind of thing to do. Right. Okay. And then I think especially whenever like my chemical romance blew up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's always the first band everyone always thinks of. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Band. For sure. Yeah. And so that's like a big change. And I think is that, yeah, like for whenever we were sort of being emo in high school, mm-hmm. we were like the kind of loser, like emo outcast kids. So now it's just not and then, being emo. And then, and then, yeah, now it's like, that's pretty kind of t- typical yeah. for a, for, yeah, like a high school and maybe not anymore. Again, yeah. I, who right. knows really with high school <laughs> kids these days, but at least for like, I feel like the, you know, I don't know, five or 10 years after I graduated high school, like it's kind of felt like that became more of like the norm. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously sad songs aren't, haven't gone anywhere and will never go anywhere. Right. Yeah. But it just feels like the term emo's kind of mm-hmm. faded a little bit. Yeah. Cause I, I even remember mentioning it in conversation around like a younger cousin. They're like, what, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not a thing anymore. Well, I feel like it, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I feel like it's kind of coming back only and maybe it's just a nostalgia thing but mm-hmm. for a while I felt like it kind of had this like negative connotation with it where like people didn't want to be called emo or they didn't mm-hmm. want to be called like an emo band because it like kind of I, I don't know like it just had this weird like negative uh, you know thing associated with it but then now I feel like it's kind of especially with all of the like the emo nights that you see now yeah, yeah. like like five years ago or, or I don't know, three or four years ago, that wasn't nearly as big of a thing. But now it's like, we, we do a lot of them. We've done a lot of the, the DJ sets, the emo nights. And it's, you know, well, cause it's, now it's, it's, now it's nostalgic. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nostalgia is a powerful, powerful tool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now you got people who, yeah, graduated high school 10 years ago that you're doing all these throwback right. songs to like, you know, there and, and so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then like, and, and yeah, I don't know whether it's, 
you know, coming back or not being looked at like negatively anymore or what, but you know, it's certainly changing, I guess. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't. Yeah. It's it's hard to keep up with, of course. You know uh, what's yeah. going on. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. You never feel old until yeah until you you see it or hear it. Right. Yeah. Um, and just before we wrap up, just a fun little question: What are some of your favorite songs to play live? Yeah, uh, on this tour, um, I think uh, "Never Sure" is it's the first song on the new album "Sunnyland," mm-hmm. and it's the first song we play, um, and it's just. There's so much fun. The energy of it, it's a very, you know, upbeat, fast, energetic song. You guys open the set with that that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So that one's maybe my favorite on this tour. Um, But uh, I don't know. It's always tough to say, you know. We're doing the cover, the Somebody That I Used To Know. Yes. The Goat Yay cover. Um, And uh, that one's been a lot of fun to play every night. Um, And then, I don't know, in general, a lot of the more energetic songs are kind of the fun ones. And but I also like doing the ballads too. It's just kind of uh, having the right balance, I guess, you know, and the right like flow to a set. But um, there really, there's there's not a song that I don't enjoy playing, you know. Um, So well, that's I mean, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there are songs that we've written that I maybe wouldn't want to play, but but there's no songs in the set that I yeah that I don't. Yeah, there's one. I had someone on my podcast before who was. You know, same thing. They've been a band now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Man, I look back at some of those, some of the lyrics I wrote right. 12 years ago, and I'm like cringing. Yeah. I almost don't want to play that song." Right, right. But uh, that's what that's what it is for you sure. Have, you with have with that me too. too. Yeah. yeah, it was some, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's. Every, I look back at some of the things I didn't. Right. In high school or... Everyone, yeah, that's pro- a, right, it's a very course. natural. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. That's part of growing, I well, guess. Well, that's right. It, of and, course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Well. uh Derek, thank you for uh, again for taking the time. Anytime, really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, have a killer show tonight. I appreciate yeah, it. See you there. Sounds good, right, man. man. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, it was nice chatting with you, man. The adamantium.